Blog Talk Radio. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Beamer Distributors Blog Talk Show. This is your show. It's designed for all Beamer distributors across the country to provide you with the latest information, training, and current events. It's a live, interactive show where we value your participation. Just hit one on your phone and we'll open your line so you can ask questions and share information and testimonials. You'll hear from individuals who are experiencing amazing results in their business and with the use of their Beamer. But remember, this information of Beamer technology is not designed to diagnose, treat, or cure any disease or ailment. These testimonials have not been evaluated or reviewed by the FDA. This call is for education only, and no medical or income claims are intended. This call is not put on by Beamer USA. It's just us, a group of independent Beamer distributors all helping one another. So grab a pen and paper, listen carefully, and get ready to learn and share. Stay tuned. The show is about to begin. Well, good morning, Beamer family and friends. You've got Greg Peterson, team manager here in sunny Southern California, and we are here on Roundtable Wednesday. What I'm going to ask really quick is for someone to raise their hand so I can call on them because I'm using a new microphone system, and I want to make sure that you guys are able to hear me okay. So if someone could just raise their hand by pressing the number one on their phone, Letting me know how it's coming through. Good. I'm going to call upon you really quick. We have 518810. You are live on Blog Talk. Greg, you sound great. I can hear it very well. Awesome. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, I ended up today, uh, guys, like two hours ago doing an update on my iPhone And lo and behold, the darn thing went right into an auto update like five minutes before the show. And it's like, oh, no, what am I going to (laughs) do? So I saw (laughs) on our system where I can actually use the microphone system. And in my office, for those of you who don't know, I've got my laptop. But then through previous managers that we've had in the past with Beamer, I learned how to put together like a little mini studio here in my office. So I got one of those little control modules that you can plug multiple things into. So I have uh, a high-end microphone. I've got a better digital camera. And then I have two additional 24-inch monitor screens on either side of my laptop. So literally I have three screens and I can diversify and have the blog talk screen on one. I can have our um, back office on another and so on. So it makes it easier for me to help you guys as far as uh, searching out stuff in a much faster way. So thank you. And who am I talking with, by the way? I didn't even get your name. Kathleen Gardner. Kathleen, thank you so much for that, Kathleen. So, all right, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and uh, put you on mute here really quick, and let's go and continue with the show. Kathleen, thank you so much for that. All right, guys, so Roundtable Wednesday, what is it? Well, Roundtable Wednesday is an opportunity for everybody to come in here and pretend like we are sitting at a big round table and we all have questions 
and we would like to be able to get answers from any and all of those around us at the roundtable. So it is our way of educating ourselves and expanding upon the knowledge by going from the experience of those who are already out in the field. And this could be someone who is brand new and is wanting to learn about A, B, C, or D from how do we sign in again as a distributor? Has it changed? How do we do the onboarding? What's going on with Beamer? Um, you know, how do I sign up for this or that? Where do I find this information? How do I share a Beamer? Any of these things are open topic here as long as we keep everything compliant. Because remember, we are monitored by the Federal Trade Commission and uh, the FTA, uh, um, FDA, uh, Food and Drug Administration. And they both work hand in hand. So we want to make sure we keep things compliant. And we want to, bottom line, we're taking the time to call in here to be able to educate ourselves, to build ourselves up, to be able to share Beamer and or let's get back to the very basics. Let's learn about using the Beamer best for ourselves. And so with that, I want to open it up. And anybody who has a question, comment, concern, I want you to go ahead and press the number one on your phone and we will call upon you. And let's start off with the subject because remember, this is your show. Now, what about all of those that aren't able to log in and uh, listen directly live? We have two different options on how you can listen to the recording. Number one is going by the original website, which is blog talkradio.com forward slash Beamer IBDS. Okay, I'll mention that one more time. That is blogtalkradio.com forward slash Beamer IBDS. Or an easier way to do it, folks, that I learned from one of my brand new distributors was this. You go onto your phone, whether it's an Android or an Apple, and you look at your podcast app, P-O-D-C-A-S-T, podcast app. And on there, all you have to do is type in the word Beamer, B-E-M-E-R. That's it. And the blog talk radio programs that have been compliant and were recorded are all there for you to listen at any point in time while you're driving down the road. Now drive safe, wear your seatbelt, don't be distracted, of course. Um, but otherwise, if you're out doing yard work, whatever, put in those earbuds and listen away. But here's an opportunity that you can listen to Testimonial Tuesdays, you can listen to Roundtable Wednesdays, you can listen to our amazing equine group on Thursday mornings, and if you go far enough back, Belinda Casper and I were doing the Blueprint for Foundational Success. And then originally we started it off as the Quick Start program. You can scroll and go all the way back to those and listen to the shows that we put together that outlined and got a little bit more in detail of the Blueprint for Foundational Success. So all of these are right now 
at the tip of your fingers being able to listen to any and all of these. So it's just a great, great way of being able to share. So let's start off with uh, whatever subject you guys want to start off with, because remember, this show and all the people that do Blog Talk Radio, we're all volunteers. And we do this because we want to help out not only our teams, but our fellow Beamer family and friends. And that, that goes worldwide. However, it is volunteer. And if nobody's going to contribute, then we'll cut the show off early. And I am going to look into my pile of papers here. And I have several follow-ups I need to be making phone calls on. So I want to be able to help you guys out first. And then I'm going to be getting back to my work. So let's get uh, started on whatever subject you guys want to bring up. So all you have to do is push the number one on your phone, and that will bring up whatever topic that you would like to discuss. If someone else has been to the meeting this last weekend with Peter Gleim, I would love to hear from you. So I have 405 714 405-714. You are live on Blog Talk. Hey, Greg. This is Donna Deerman from Stillwater, Oklahoma. Hey, Donna. And I, hey, I have a question. I've recently found out that it's okay to prospect a medical supply companies. I wondered if anybody else has done that and what that looks like. It seems like the greatest way in the world. People are walking in and out for medical supplies and they could just get a Beamer session right there. Is that um, something you've heard and that, what do you know about it? I, I haven't heard, but I know I can understand the confusion because naturally we're not supposed to cold call on actual practitioners that are working right. on clients, you know, within their facilities or anything like that. And that's where the confusion may lie but a uh, medical supply company, sure, people are coming in and out no different than a natural health store for food. And people yeah. are coming in and looking for things. So, yeah, it would be a matter of talking to the owner, asking about setting up and doing compliant um sessions on individuals where you're having them sign a disclaimer form. And this is where you work with the individuals because you want to make it a positive experience for the owner of that business. Remember, they have a business just like you do. And so they're right. going to look at it as what's in it for them because they are paying rent for that business space. So they are going to look at okay, if I put a product on this shelf and I sell so many items, is that going to cover the cost of that, you know, space? Well, it's no different right. if we come in and start to do sessions, then what arrangements you can make would be this. If I sell a Beamer and I will document all of those that I've made contact with from your location here, you could do like a referral fee to the owner of the business and say, for every single one I sell, I will give you X amount of dollars for saying thank you for me being here. So that would be what I would look at. So it's no different than if you were at a, a gym or 
um, a, like I said, a health food store or shoot, even a barber shop or anything like that. Um, these are all uh, brick and mortar businesses. And so we want to work in hand in hand with those uh, business owners because they're, you know, they're out to do business. Well, here's, <clears throat> here's a great opportunity to kind of use their marketing expenses on bringing in prospective clients into a location where you're going to be able to share. Does, does that help at all, at all Donna? Uh, it, yes, totally. Uh, yeah, I've already gotten uh, approval that it's good It's good to do this. I just thought, man, why, why haven't we known that before now? But anyway, um, yeah, this person is a prospect, and then I find out that she – uh, works or works at a medical supply is what it is. She doesn't own it, but so now she's checking with her uh, her owners. But anyway, if somebody is already doing that, I would love to visit with them. If if they were to call in, I'd love for you to give them my info, and I'd love to connect with them. So that's yeah. But I appreciate I appreciate your input on that. <clears throat> you, you bet. So for those who are listening right now. Um, if you know of anybody who has uh, worked or put up a booth or set up uh, their, their Beamer uh, business up in a medical supply store like that, can you raise your hand? And what I will do is share your number with Donna, and uh, then we can uh, go from there. All righty. That way we we'll, we'll yeah. keep Nice and private, yeah. but we want to make sure yeah. that we help out each other. Sound good, Donna? Sounds perfect. Thank you, Greg. I appreciate oh, what you're, you're doing. Oh, you're very much welcome, girl. Like I said, this is my passion, and all I am doing yeah. is paying things forward, just uh, like I have always been taught. So I'm also marking down your number here, too, Donna, just in case somebody gets a hold of me here later, too. Okay? Perfect. Perfect. Thank Alrighty. you so much. Oh, you All are right. very, very much welcome. And that kind of brings up a, another point here. So thanks a lot, Donna. We're going to let you go for now. You betcha. Uh -huh. oh, you're welcome. Okay. So uh, one thing, folks, is this last weekend, I had the opportunity of going down and spending the weekend with Peter Gleim, our founder of Beamer. And uh, not only he, but uh, Karsten... Uh, and I'm, I'm, shoot, I know I'm going to butcher his last name, uh, Bartich, uh, B-A-R-T-S-C-H. And Karsten is the chief commercial officer. And what's that mean? He is the head marketing individual for Beamer Worldwide. And so he was also with Peter from Liechtenstein, along with Peter's uh, interpreter, um, as Stefan. And they came in and we did a three-day event and it wasn't an oorah, oorah, let's push and sell Beamers. It was a get-to-know-ourselves um, event, meaning looking deep inside each and every one of us about what little um, oh, skeletons that have been haunting us and little dark clouds that have been preventing us from moving forward and not just with Beamer, but just in
lives in general. What are our goals? What are the things that we are shooting for? But what things keep slowing us down? What things keep dragging us down? And so we spent three amazing days and we even got into our, our kid routine and we were uh, coloring. We colored two different posters. One was uh, after Peter spoke to us for a day just to kind of bring up what our pasts were and where we are currently. And they gave us a bunch of these markers and big, big blank pieces of paper. And we were just supposed to use symbols and color in pictures of where we saw ourselves from the past and where we are today. And then after he spoke further for another day, we drew another one and made another one. So we were like kids at these tables. It's like, okay, what color do you have? I, okay, I want that color. And we had so much fun and it was actually getting back into our creative side of our minds. It's so easy for us as adults to go to school and start work, 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 and we're using the analytical side of our, our brains, and we forget our creativity. And so this allowed us to actually reconnect and start using the creative side of our brains. And I tell you what, it helped open us all up. And each evening, uh, we were all getting together around the bar or the fire pit, and we were singing and dancing and it was just so nice to be back in person. And so this is what I want to share with everybody. If you have any opportunity to connect and get involved in a live event, whether it is a presentation that's going on at a home, whether it is an academy, whether it is uh, any type of event that Beamer is putting on or fellow distributor, get involved and go because we have started to get into the habit of just going online, seeing things on a computer, doing things on Zoom, and that's it. And that's not Beamer. Beamer is coming from the heart. So I see we have... 509631, 509631. Who am I speaking with? Hi, this is Kim Stanger. Um, you were sitting at the table next to me this last weekend. Hey, Kim, how are you? I'm great. I'm driving, so I don't know if we'll get cut off, but I love how you explained the weekend. Uh, I am not a manager yet in Beamer, but um, I was invited to go there, and it just really did all those things you were just mentioning. It's so simple. I mean, simple in the way of all you needed was crayons or markers and paper and a space, but hard because you had to think a little bit. But after we did it a while, I was walking around the room and could see that things were just flowing out of people onto their paper. And you could feel people becoming lighter and throughout the weekend, but it made me think that that's something you can do in your family, too, just come together every season or every once in a while and just do that and just how much better it could make your family life. But that's pretty much all I wanted to say. I love Beamer. Um, 
there was an incident in my house last night, and I used the Beamer on somebody, and praise the Lord, they are 100% today. Oh, that is so awesome. Yeah, Kim, I I tell you what, it really was an eye-opening event, and to where we put people up on a pedestal, of course, and when you have the founder of Beamer, and you're like, oh, my gosh, and how he described how Beamer really got started and how he shared how he got together with the Center for Microcirculation with Dr. Klopp and how they uh, shared the signal and then how Dr. Klopp looked at the signal and how long it took for him to evaluate it and then how Dr. Klopp came up with the plus signal and patented that and just the advancements that Beamer has made and and where we are headed in, in the future too. And that is what's so exciting. So for us, it's the opportunity of building that foundation right now because we have so many wonderful tools that make it so much easier to just learn the basics and get involved and be able to connect with others and everything else will come naturally. Uh, Just kind of like if somebody were to put an elephant on your plate and tell you to eat that elephant, you can only do it one bite at a time. So here we're, you know, here we're learning about that. So Kim, thank you, thank you so much for sharing that today. Have a good day. You too. Drive safe, young lady. Hopefully we will be seeing you again. You will. Awesome. All righty. Okay. I see that we have 530-557. You are live on Blog Talk. Hi, good morning, Greg. This is Kate calling. And um, on yesterday's Blog Talk Radio, someone who had been at the weekend event mentioned that um, Mr. Klein had done what I would call a napkin presentation, how he does it, um, Mm -hmm. showing, drawing simplistically the circulatory system. And they said that some people were taking videos of it, but it was so they were very excited about it. It was great, and I thought that was a great idea. Um, ha, are they going to take that any further and put it up possibly as a instructional sales aid, whatever? That's one thing. The other thing is, um, you know, I just listened to two doctors talk on aspects of the circulatory system. When both of them. One's a cardiologist, a very renowned cardiologist, and the subject came up because of myocarditis. But circulatory system, he really only addressed the heart, the arteries, and the veins. <laughs> and so far as how do you pump the blood through the body? Mm-hmm. Now another doctor, William Lee, who's coming into fame because he's really talking about food as medicine. He's got some books out, and he's doing a lot of podcasts, et cetera. But he actually is a specialist in um, capillary circulation and capillary growth and maintenance. And in a podcast, he was talking about looking at a cross-section of a capillary. And he talked about the layers of it. And in one of those layers is the musculature layer. When we talk about Beamer stimulating the muscles of the body, 
which would include, everybody knows, the venules and the arterioles. Can we also say that it's the musculature of the capillary system? Yes, because that is, it, it is those single cellular smooth muscle fibers that are being stimulated mm-hmm. by the mm-hmm. beamer signal. That's exactly where it's getting to, to allow them to contract and uh, then naturally relax. And like mm-hmm. Dr. Burka puts it, it's the tone, making sure that the tone remains proper within those vessels. And mm-hmm. by having a healthy musculature system within those arteriolized and venules is what's going to improve. And naturally, the time variance um, between the two signal strengths of the approximate 10 and approximate 30 hertz uh, energy levels. And uh, so all of that is what incorporates into creating that vasomotion that reinstitutes the blood flow at the microcirculatory level. Does that help, Kate? Yeah, but I mean, taking it even further, going beyond the venules and the arterioles, we're actually dealing with the capillaries themselves. Yes. And, you know, each capillary is about the diameter of a human hair, but Mm -hmm. each red blood cell is larger than that. So the red blood cell has to squeeze through the capillary. And, of course, you need musculature along these 60,000 miles of capillaries beyond the musculature of the, of the arterioles and the venules. And right. I thought, so it's, that is so significant, simplistic when explained right, um, but also extremely powerful. So if yeah, people could grasp that. Oh, yeah. And, and here's the thing is in the capillary beds from how I was educated – is also we have cells that are in the capillary beds that when they become excited, they emit nitrogen oxide, and that's a vasodilator. Mm -hmm. And so that's what once that is excited and the chemical is emitted by those cells, that allows the muscles then to relax in the capillary bed to open them up better so that you can allow the blood flow to go through. So it is a combination of all three different aspects, the larger diameter, which is approximately 10 hertz. It's, I think it's from 8 to 12. Then you have your smaller diameter arterialized and venules, which it takes the 27 to 32 approximate in that area um, hertz of uh, um, uh, energy. Um, and then you have the capillary beds, which also enact, and I'm, I believe it is with the 27 to 32 hertz of energy there. So it is a combination of all that. It is a combination of the time variance between the two energy levels um, to create a rhythmic uh, flow so that it's not fighting against itself, but is creating a smooth pattern to move the blood flow through. So it's actually, you could call it a cascading effect, or um, in, in this case, if you're going from the arteries to the capillary beds, you're looking at a crescendoing effect. Um, Basically, yes. And that, yeah. That's, yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. yeah. And so uh, just like on a thinking of a piano, 
you know, you look at uh, different keys are going to have different resonances. And so beamer signal with the plus signals is affecting all of these resonances to maintain homeostasis of the circulatory system. Exactly. Yep. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. You yeah. got it, girl. Okay. <laughs> all right. Okay. Thank you so much for sharing that today. Thank and you. and another, you know what? And another thing, really quick, that you brought up too. Anytime I mention about the medical field, anything like that, I don't mean it in a negative or derogatory manner. We only know what we know. When I went to paramedic school, the um, and I went through school, I was taught so much. And when I came out, then that's what I used to practice with. However. As time went on, new things became discovered, and then we were updated on our education after I left paramedic school to keep in the know of things. Now, as a physician, we have our different continuing education hours that we have to put in on a yearly basis, and those could be different subjects that we choose to look deeper into. It has yet to come about where microcirculation is one of those topics. Is it out there? It might be. Don't, don't, you know, I'm not sure, but it is still way off in the distance. Okay. So eventually the knowledge will be getting out there, but as distributors and knowing about microcirculation in the microcirculatory world, you have more knowledge than even a vascular surgeon does on the microcirculation because it is not taught in medical schools or um, it may be started, I believe, in Europe, in Budapest, I believe. They might be starting to teach it, um, but I have yet to get the confirmation and or see that. So anyway, with that, Kate, thank you so much for bringing up that information because we're working with those and working with those who know, and it is our job in a kind and compassionate and heartfelt manner to educate those around us. Okay, I'm going to move on now, and I am going to go to 805-591. 805-591, you are live on Block Talk. Um, yes, this is Nanette Dance. And um, I have a question on the, the with the pacemakers. There's a printout to see which ones are compliant in our back office. Can you tell me where to find that? I'm not sure about the different brands. Beamer does, from my understanding, Beamer does not have any printout because there are so many different brands okay. of pacemakers and models of pacemakers. Here's what a person needs to do for clearance of a pacemaker. Anybody who has a pacemaker, they will receive a card with the manufacturer, their model number, and a phone number for their pacemaker. Everybody gets them. Then okay. what you do is have them call their manufacturer and ask them, what is the greatest amount of either micro tesla or flux density they can be exposed to do not mention beamer because they do not know beamer 
okay? okay. It all it comes down to is numbers. Just like, okay, okay I want to... I want to find a car that goes 120 miles an hour. I'm calling up the Ford company. Do you have a car that goes 120 miles an hour? No. Great. Okay. So, um, you know, it, it's just, a, it's a numbers thing. So okay. now I okay. just had one of my distributors contact me yesterday and I am going to bring it up here. And that's a good thing that you brought that up. And they mentioned that their mother had received a pacemaker and they contacted their pacemaker company and they said that they could be exposed to 0.5 milli Tesla. That's M I L L I T E S L I milli Tesla. Okay. We know that Beamer at its highest point kicks out only 150 micro Tesla. So what's the conversion rate? So I just did a quick search on my phone <clears throat> and did a, a conversion of micro Tesla to milli Tesla, but better yet, I did it from milli Tesla to micro Tesla. So here's what I came up with. 0.5 or I, to my my uh, chemistry uh, in, instructor would shoot me if I did it uh, uh, that way. It's 0 0.5 millitesla equals 500 microtesla. Okay. Okay. Now, okay. The beamer, the beamer at its highest point, only kicks out 150 microtesla. So okay. you could use three beamers, you know, at three times greater energy than the, what the beamer puts out, and you still would be able to be around that pacemaker. So beamer uses, okay. remember, it is the world's only low-frequency, low-energy vascular therapy device in the world. Okay. Okay, but contact the manufacturer, give them the model okay. number, and ask them what is the greatest amount of micro Tesla uh, or they may say millitesla or whatever, and then just do your conversion rate. But know that Beamer at its highest point kicks out only 150 micro Tesla. And that would be like using the B spot right over the pacemaker. <laughs> okay. 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 Does that help okay. out? It does. It does very much so. And I, I appreciate that. And I thank you. Mm-hmm. And you, you brought up a good point because what we used to do and what people would do and what Beamer actually started off doing would they would contact the different pacemaker companies and they would send them a nice form saying, you know, this is what Beamer is. Here's the numbers. And so then those companies, you got to remember, those are big, big medical companies. So it's like, okay, they mm -hmm. receive this paper. What do they do with it? Okay, well, people that are calling in, let's get it to our phone banks, to our operators that are taking the phone calls from the clients out in the field that we sold pacemakers to. Well, different individuals will come and go um, with jobs. And so that paperwork lots of times would get pushed off to the side, buried, and the information wouldn't get passed on to newer employees. And so then we just kept on running into the same problem. 
um, because people are going, well, I've got a Beamer. Can I use it? Well, we don't know what Beamer is. So we, liability-wise, cannot tell you to use it because we do not know about it. So that's where the problem would come in. So when we just talk to them about what is the amount of energy that they can put or be exposed to, then we can incorporate our numbers and it makes the picture much more clear for us. So that, okay. does that help? Okay. Yes, it does. Awesome. Great, great point that you brought up, uh, Nanette. So thank you for that. Well, thank you for the info. <laughs> Yeah, well, it, it, it's all a huge learning curve for all of us, and it's understanding yeah. why we ask the questions the way we do so that it doesn't mislead or create an answer that would throw us down a completely different pathway. It is right. truly a matter of how we ask it to get the information needed so that we can apply apply that information to the best of our ability. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. All righty. Yep. Yep. Okay. And uh, thanks again for that. And then also, folks, the different contraindications are listed on the disclaimer form in our back office. And an easy way to do that is when you log in to your Beamer back office. So how do we do that? You go to back office dot beamer dot services you log in using your beamer email and then your password once that opens up you go to the far left side and go to distributor library that's distributor library then a uh, you'll see all the different categories but instead of trying to search through the categories and scratching your head to your bald like me the easiest way is to use the search bar. So you click on the search bar and just type in disclaimer form and you'll have the horse unit and you'll have the human version there. Click on the human version. It'll come up as a PDF file and you can save it to your computer. You can print it off. But all of the contraindications are right there now on the disclaimer form. Our legal department, Veronica and and the group there have done an amazing job of putting everything at our fingertips. So it reminds us when we are doing a session with somebody and they are signing the disclaimer form, all our reminders of remembering what our contraindications are, are right there on it. And it's not to scare people off. It's just to remind us what is the safest practice for us to be able to share the Beamer. All right. And so I hope that helps. Yes. Yes, it does. All righty. Okay. Well, thanks so much for sharing now. Okay, folks, all we need to do is press the number one on the phone and let's bring up some more subjects. We've had some great subject uh, matter so far that we've brought up. And so I see that we have six, one, two, two, five, one, 612-251, who am I speaking with? And you are live on Blog Talk. Okay, you might be muted. Otherwise, we don't understand sign language on the phone. <laughs> Hello, can you hear me? Yes, yes. Hi, Lisa. I came down 
at I in Iowa at your fabulous booth at the fair there. Yes. Thank you. What a, what a um, information-packed session here. Thank you so much. I've got a question. Don't know if you can answer. Um, um, my sister, uh, who is extremely um, smart and careful about looking into things, has a um, cochlear implant, which is, mm-hmm. yeah, incredible. So, uh, and she will, she's interested in the Beamer, but won't use it until she's able to actually speak with her doctor who's, uh, anyway, so anyway, so I wonder if you have any, any information about that. I know the cochlear implant uses a magnet to hold it to her head. She's concerned. Um, I mean, I think there's a difference between electromagnetic stuff and magnets. I'm not sure. So, um, right. So your question is, can we use, can we use the Beamer with the cochlear implant? So how do we, okay. So what we want to do is number one, contact the manufacturer and ask them once again, what is the maximum amount of energy source that can be um, exposed to the cochlear implant? That's number one. Okay. Okay. And then number two would be to contact our customer support and or send an email off to our medical group um, at Beamer. And they, in turn, can send you an email with a, normally what they do is like a cut and paste or whatever, and they can send you the documentation of how to work with uh, that type of uh, medical device. Okay, thank you. Okay, now that's a, that's a great point to bring up. So remember too, folks, is that a lot of the different uh, items now that came out there as far as contraindications are medical devices that are powered by a battery that are implanted on the body. What would that be? Well, uh, an insulin pump that somebody might have on their body, um, a neurostimulator, um, a, uh, like a morphine pump to control discomfort on the body. Now, if a person is able to turn them off on their own, then at that point, they can use the Beamer and then they can turn the item back on. If they are not able to turn them on or off, they are not to use the Beamer. Now, please note, nobody has ever been harmed using the Beamer. However, they are being proactive and they are wanting to make sure that a person doesn't get on the Beamer and then they say, oh, my sugar levels went way off or, oh, my gosh, my discomfort increased dramatically, whatever the case may be. Nobody has ever been harmed using the Beamer. But we are being proactive and we just want to take all precautions so that there are no any false statements or perceived complaints brought up that would make it um, bad in any way, shape, or form. All right? So, folks, we're coming to the end of the show here. And I want to thank everybody for everything that they brought in. Let's have a contest. Let's invite at least one individual 
for next week, and let's have some questions ready to go. Let's make these shows available where we are getting hit with question after question, and we are doing a roundtable where we are learning from each other, um, and let's make this an extremely informative show that can be shared then through the recordings, through the blogtalkradio.com forward slash Beamer IBDS, or by going to your podcast app, typing in the word Beamer, B-E-M-E-R, listening to these recordings so that we can help educate each and every one of us to become an independent Beamer distributor, not a dependent Beamer distributor, be able to touch more lives, more horses, and remember next year, our 25th anniversary, they will be coming out and announcing the small animal unit for dogs and cats. So don't you think this is the best time to be able to educate ourselves to become the best we can be and touch more lives? You bet it is. All right, folks, this is Greg Peterson, team manager from sunny Southern California, signing out, and I want to wish you all an amazing, amazing week. See you next week. Today's show was brought to you by an independent group of Beamer distributors who are committed to helping you find success in your business. We're all part of a bigger mission to bring this amazing technology to a market that so desperately needs it. We'll be back again really soon. Until then, here's to your health.